This is the Life Church Podcast. For more messages, to watch our live stream, or to find other events, go to lifechurchnow.org. I don't know if you noticed, did you guys notice a drummer here this morning that was drumming? Brock, isn't it pretty good? You know what's really cool? Here's what's really cool. This is what gives me life as being a pastor and part of, you know, of a church. Um, and now for almost 14 years being here at Life Church, we started Life Church almost 14 years ago. Um, I remember Brock, Brock was our drummer. I remember when Brock would sit on the front row, he was like maybe seven years old or whatever. It would make my day every Sunday. I, 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 I'd be sitting on the front row and there was Brock up there watching at that time Mike DePew, our drummer, and he would be air drumming. He's just like going after it, man. He was, he was following, he was like, watching Mike, and, and now there he is. He's, he's, he's here drumming. So this is what makes a church church, you know, is that we're a family. We come together. We give our gifts. We give our talents. We give our abilities, and we begin to serve one another, begin to, to help each other out. To, we begin to build God's kingdom through our, through our lives. We give our lives away, and it's so cool to see a young, a young boy grow up in church, and he's only, a, I think he's only like 14 years old or something like that, 13 years old now, but he was here drumming it's just it's it's so cool to see so awesome to see and that's what makes me excited about coming here on Sunday mornings and being a part of this because God is working God is moving God is challenging people's lives I I love how um how God does that he uses different different people to accomplish his purpose in different ways in the lives of other people around them you know um this is part of what we 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 are we see here we're the body of Christ we're, we're, we're for each other, we're encouraging each other, we're building each other up. I think the Apostle Paul kind of alludes to this whole each other idea here in, um, in Galatians 6, 2. He says this, carry each other's burdens. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, when you carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. That when you carry somebody else's burden, you are actually fulfilling the law of Christ. Now, when we use the language, fulfill the law, that doesn't really, you know, it's not the idea that we get, right? When we say fulfill the law, we think of rules and regulations. We think of, like, maybe this morning, you're here this morning, you're thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm fulfilling a law of church attendance. I've come, I'm sitting here, I'm I'm doing my duty. I'm checking off the box. Maybe as the offering basket went by, you, you put some money in there and you're thinking, I'm fulfilling a rule. I'm doing what is required of me by putting an offering in this, box, in this, in this basket as it's going by, right? But I think what Paul is trying to tell us here is that it's a little bit deeper than that, a little bit more profound than that, that we're able to fulfill the law by basically carrying each other's burdens. So then, just real practically, how is that going for you? Like, can you, can you identify a moment this week where you carried somebody else's burden? Where they were struggling under the weight of whatever they were going through, and you came alongside them and you helped them carry that weight. I mean, that's what Jesus did for us, right? He carried our weights. Maybe, maybe this week you carried somebody's weight by, by praying. I see that Brother George is here, George Zinzer. And uh, this, um, his, his wife passed away last week. And so we've been in prayer for his family. And that's a way to carry somebody else's burdens by praying. Maybe it was in the form of some generosity. Maybe 
you, uh, you've been generous to somebody else by giving what they needed. Maybe you gave of your time to them. This is carrying each other's burden. See, it wasn't your burden. It was their burden. You didn't have to carry it because it's not yours, it's theirs, but yet you, you stepped out and you did it. And you see, that's exactly what Christ did. Christ was a great burden bearer. He saw you and me weighted down by the cares of this life, by the sin of this world, by the burdens of, of, of what it is to be alive in this world. And he stepped in and he carried your burden for you. He took your burden from you. And that's really what Paul is inviting us into, is to carry each other's burdens. So let me ask you again, how's that going for you? How are you doing in carrying each other's burdens? Probably the best way to answer that question is with a name. Like who and when. Right? It's not just some theological proposition. It's not just some idea out there floating in the air. We're, we're experts at that, aren't we? We're experts at having a whole set of belief systems in our head and never really acting them out. How is that going for you? How are you carrying somebody else's burden? Who are you, whose burden are you carrying? It's more than the thought that counts. It's a call to action. And as a church, this is what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. Like if you come to church just casually, just once in a while, you're probably missing out on this. You're probably missing out on either carrying somebody else's burden or your burden being carried. Statistically speaking, a church attendance has really changed over the years. In the 1950s, if somebody said, I go to church, typically that meant they went to church every single week. In the 70s, that shifted when they say, I go to church, it's kind of like every other week. Today, if you ask somebody if they go to church and they say, yes, I'm a church goer, that usually means about once a month. And so if you just casually come, if you only come once a month, like you might come here on a Sunday morning once a month and you might get inspired in a Sunday morning, but if you're not connected, if you're not in a life group, if you're not on a serve team, if you're not, if you're not doing life with other people, other fellow believers, you're missing out on the carrying each other's burden. You're missing out on that experience of what it's like to carry somebody else's burden and what it's like for your burdens to be carried by somebody else. See, this is really what makes church, church. This past Sunday, I was watching American Idol. How many saw American Idol on Sunday? One. The same in first service, only one person. I, okay, look, it's not a trick question. It's not a trick question. It's not like you're a sinner if you watch American Idol. So let me ask, that, how many saw American Idol last Sunday or this week? Okay, a few more. A few more. Yeah. Man, you guys. I guess that's an old show nobody watches anymore, but there was this... Uh, there's this, this uh, young girl who auditioned her. She went by Kai the, Kai the Singer, K-A-I the Singer. And, uh, and she, had not a, she didn't have a very good audition. She had a guitar out, and, and it was like it didn't go well. But the judges had heard her story, and so they, her story was a very compelling story. She's one of eight siblings, very poor family. Uh, uh, they, they went, they would when early on, when she was younger, they would go from shelter to shelter to shelter to shelter. They just learned to just move around. And then finally, they've got their own apartment, but it's still, it's eight siblings and, and parents and, and extended family in this small apartment. So they sleep on the floor. They sleep on inflatable mats. You know, it's just a very, very difficult situation. And so she went, and they gave her a chance to go ahead and, and, and try again this time at the piano. She did a great job. Um, 
at the end of that, Luke Bryan, one of the judges, he, he was emotional and he looked at Kai and, he, and he, he, asked, he said this statement. He said, I don't know how young people in your situation, meaning the difficult situation you're in, poverty and all that kind of stuff, I don't know how young people in your situation can pony up to make it here, meaning it costs, you have to spend money to be able to make it to American Idol audition. And before the words were out, she didn't hesitate. She just, she just said it to the top of her lungs. My church. My church. My church paid, me, paid the way for me to get here. My church stood behind me. My church was supporting us, has, has been supporting us through all of this. Without hesitation. You see, that's carrying each other's burdens. And that's really what the church is. That's what makes church, church. Maybe you have a similar story. Where you were in need and someone came along and helped you carry that burden. They showed up for you. This is really what Paul is telling us in Galatians. That we are to carry each other's burdens. And this is what church is supposed to look like. I have here this box. Um, online audience, I have a box. <laughs> and, and I want you to imagine this box to be... Everybody has, everybody in this room has a box. Let's call it the, the burden box. Okay, it's the, uh, it's the box where we put all of our challenges, all of our difficulties, all of our struggles. In this box are our hurts, our struggles. In this box are the things, the pain and the, and the suffering that we've experienced through life. Our fears, our anxieties are in this box. Maybe in this box, there is this hurt of childhood for you. Your parents got divorced, and you, didn't, you were a kid. You didn't know what to do with that. And so you struggled, and you decided, I, I don't know what to do with it, so you stuffed it in the box. Maybe it's your dad's expectations. You went through life wondering, I can never make my dad happy. And as hard as you tried, as much as you did, it seemed like you never were able to meet his expectations. And so you didn't know what to do with those feelings and those thoughts and those hurts and those pains. And so you stuff it in the box. Maybe it's some difficult breakup that you had. Divorce. Or maybe it was a dating relationship, but you broke up and you felt rejection. You stuffed it in the box. In this box is the guilt of something you've done that you wish you could undo. In this box is that secret struggle that you have. You don't want anybody to know, so you stuff it in the box. All of us have a box. And I get it, you know. I have a box. I don't want really anybody to look through my box. Like maybe you have a box and you don't really want anybody to look through your box. You want anybody to bring up the hurt and the pain of the past. You don't really want anybody to know the secret struggle that you have. You really don't want anybody rummaging through that box. In fact, you might have come here this morning wondering, why should I go to church? Because I know exactly what Pastor Rich is going to do. He's going to open up my box and he's going to start talking about the stuff in my box. And you know, I don't even know why I want to go to church this morning. And so what we do is typically is we just, we, we carry this box and we, we go on carrying this box and the burdens become heavier and heavier and heavier. There's this uh, little symbol here that you oftentimes see on a box. It's, uh, 
two-person lift or mechanical aid, you know, you see this picture. You know what that picture usually represents? It's on the, usually on the side of a heavy box, and it tells you that this is not a one-person job. This is a two-person job. You need help picking up this box. If you don't get help, you might injure yourself. It might be dangerous to your health if you don't get help picking up this box. Now, if you're like me and you see this, what, you don't see this as a warning. You see it as a what? A challenge, exactly. Like, I, I don't need that person. I can do this by myself. <laughs> like, I'm strong enough. What do you mean I need somebody to help me carry the box? I'm going to do this on my own. And so we go on carrying the box on our own, and we may go a little while, but we don't go too far. In fact, you've heard the saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, what? Go together, right? That's really the idea about this, is carrying each other's burden. Some of you see this picture up here, and you want this person in your life. You want somebody helping you carry the burdens of your life. But you don't know who that is. I mean, you've got a thousand Facebook friends and not a single person that will actually help you carry that, that box. Some of you see that picture and you're like, no, I've been there. I don't want that. I asked somebody once to help me and, well, they did, but then they let me down. They, they dropped my box. That's too much pain. I don't, I don't want to do that. Maybe, maybe it was a parent in your life that disappointed you. Maybe it was a spouse that betrayed you. You felt abandoned. But you've decided to put up this guard, this, this front, that I'm strong enough by myself. I don't need anybody else, and I've refused to let anybody help me carry that box. But you're not going to go too far. See, God looks at your determination to be independent, of your complete self-reliance to do this on your own. He looks at you saying to yourself, I can do this by myself. And he says, that is not good. In fact, that's what he said in the garden. It's not good for man to be alone. That is not good. Now, this is nothing new, this whole each other idea that, we, that we're reading out of this passage. Several organizations, Weight Watchers uses it. You've heard of Weight Watchers, Right? Weight Watchers, the reason why Weight Watchers is successful, it's not because their meal plans are really expensive or anything. I mean, the reason they're successful is because they do it together. They do it in community. You get together once a week and you you see other people who are, and then you have people alongside you saying, good job, you lost two pounds this week or you lost five pounds this week. Or they say, they say you might have gained a pound. Like, hey, you can do it. You can do it. They're challenging you to, to keep going forward. AA is the same situation. Here we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, Celebrate Recovery. We do that, right? Where we need each other. This is not a new concept. This is success. If you want to succeed in life, you need each other. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10 at a passage. We're going to talk through this. The writer of Hebrews is writing to a church that's persecuted and struggling. They've been ridiculed in public. They've They've been arrested. They're suffering. They're going through struggle. And so as the writer of Hebrews is writing to them, he's trying to help them to maintain hope. He's, he's trying to help them to overcome. That's what he says in verse 23. <clears throat> he says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for we know, for he know, for he, excuse me, for he who promised, I'm looking at two verses here, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
That word assuage is an interesting word. It's, it's, it's basically, it basically means this, to not turn aside even for a moment. To have your gaze fixed. To have focus and direction. Unswervingly. And that's how he describes our faith, how we should live our faith out, right? Now, if you were to ask my wife, Christy, if you were to say, hey, Christy, what do you think of that word unswervingly? She probably would say something like, I think it wouldn't be hard for her to say it, probably say something like, it's the opposite, Rich, of how you drive. <laughs> because that's, I've been known to like swerve a little bit, you know. I get distracted, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the fields or I'm doing whatever. And so, you know, those, on the side of the highway, they have those rumble strips, you know, as you start running off, it's, and it, you know, rumble strips are my friend. <laughs> they, they help me, they help me stay focused, you know. And I think this is a great picture of what, what this is for, each, for, for, uh, for us, for each other, is that we are rumble strips for each other, right? Verse 24 says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. The word spur, it's not like a positive word. It's not typically used in a positive way. It's kind of got a negative context. It means irritate, annoy, provoke, prod. It's kind of what that word means. And so it's like, let us consider how we may irritate each other. <laughs> Some of you are really good at that, at irritating each other. But there's a sense in this verse that, that we need to help each other out, right? That we need to provoke each other, that we need to be rumble strips for each other. I'm in this men's group on Wednesday nights, and uh, uh, it's at my house, and so we've been meeting for several weeks now in a row, but... Uh, this last Wednesday, not the last Wednesday, but the first Wednesday that we, that we met, a young man, as we were, everybody's leaving, I was standing at the door and they're walking out. This young man, Cameron, came up to me and, you know, he's a, he's 20, he's a doctor, he's 27 years old, he's on his way to his residency, you know, and, and he's, you know, he's fit young guy, he was a high school, he was a wrestler in high school, so he's fit, you know, and, and he comes up to me and he says, hey, Pastor Rich, do you work out? <laughs> Now, you have to keep, let's keep the context. The context is we just had this testosterone-filled men's group meeting, right? So how am I supposed to respond to a question, do you work out? Like, yeah, yeah, I work out. What are you talking about? I work out. And he's like, well, when, when do you work out? I'm like, well, when I work out, <laughs> on Monday and Wednesday and, 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 and Friday mornings, you know, early in the morning. And, he said, and then he said, you think it'd be all right if I come along and work out with you? I'm like, mm. in my mind, I'm like, no. <laughs> but I wasn't going to say that, you know. So I try to dissuade him. I try to like throw him off course a little bit. Like, yeah, but I work out really early in the morning. And he's like, oh, yeah, what time do you work out? I was like, well, I'm, you know, usually there at 6 o'clock in the morning. He's like, okay, it's kind of early, but I'll meet you there. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So, so he did. He met me at, at the CRC in Iowa City, and I'm not kidding. All we did was 30 minutes of, of uh, cardio on a treadmill. What I, mean by, what I mean by cardio on a treadmill is, you know, walking at a 4.2-mile pace. <laughs> and it was, it's not a slow pace, but it's somewhat of a pace, right? Uh, walking at a 4.2-mile pace. And then after that, about 45 minutes of, of some stretching and some ab work. That's all we did. And I was sore for a week. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my back hurts. I mean, my wife is, do you need to go see a doctor? My wife is actually saying that to me, you know. Do you need to go see a doctor? 
So thank you, Cameron, for irritating me onto good works. <laughs> he also says in this verse, says, let, let us consider, and that word means to closely examine, to deeply ponder. Let us consider how we may spur each other on, right? So let's talk about a few ways how we can spur each other on. First one is we need to just show up for each other. Right? If you're the church, you just need to show up for each other. We need to be present for each other. There's something really powerful in showing up. I often you know, see people who really want somebody to show up for them, and maybe they've gone through some struggles, you know, and they're frustrated. Maybe they feel a little bit entitled, like, why, is, why isn't somebody showing up for me? And oftentimes I want to ask the question, well, have you shown up for somebody else? Because this each other thing is an each other thing. It's not just a one-directional thing. We need to be showing up for each other just as much as we want somebody to show up for us. It says in verse 25, it says, Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. This word meeting together, we oftentimes think that that's what this is right now. Like I am fulfilling this verse by coming to church on a Sunday morning. I'm meeting together. Now, I'm not trying to tell you don't come to church on a Sunday morning. But I think there's a whole lot more. I think what this verse is actually talking about is showing up for each other, being there for each other, right? Carrying each other's burdens. That's really what it means. Listen, when you show up at a time when someone really needs it, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. You are being Jesus to them, helping them carry that burden. A few years back, many years back, actually, when we were at the meeting, when we started meeting at the Corville Rec Center, um, we were a small group of people, and one Sunday morning, a, a guy walks in. In fact, Mary, I think you were the one who invited him. Uh, a guy walks in, tattoos down to here, up to his neck, you know, and, and he introduced himself to me, and he called, his name was Ray Parrish. This town knows him as Stingray, the tattoo artist. And, uh, you know, you can see Ray, you look at Ray, you know that there was, he had gone through some challenges in life, had some difficulties throughout his life, but very quickly I connected with Ray, we became friends, we started doing life together a little bit, you know, he had, he had his in and out kind of relationship with church, you know, he just wasn't sure, but, uh, and obviously because of the business that he was in, it just seemed, it was, it was difficult for him, so he was in and out of church, but I would go to the Pedmon, I would meet him there at the Pedmon, we'd have, you know, great conversations, and he'd talk about all kinds of things, you know, um, in 2016, I, uh, uh, I got a call from a friend of his, and she said, hey, Ray is very sick, maybe unto death. Would you, would, you go, would you go see him? And I said, yeah, sure. Now, you have to understand, 2016 was kind of a really stressful year for us. We had just moved into this building. We had a, a lot of work ahead of us. We were working hard just to be able to, you know, to get get ourselves together the church was growing fast and there was just it was just this like snowball thing happening to us and so I I struggled I was like trying to make some time to go see Ray you know finally I connected with Ray and we had back and forth on trying to set a day to go see him he was in and out of the hospital it was time I couldn't go see him because he was in very very bad shape and finally we set a date and I and I went to North Liberty where to his house and sat in his living room his son was there helping him and I sat in his living room. We had a long conversation. We talked about all kinds of things. He, he showed me all of his steam. I had never heard of it up to that point. Steampunk art, whatever that is. I know what it looks like. I just don't know what it, where it comes from. But steampunk art, he just got into that later in life. We talked about his godly grandparents. There was not a whole lot that I could actually do for him medically speaking. 
There's some things I might be able to do from spiritually speaking, like I could pray for him. So I did that. I prayed for him, and I, kept, kept, I prayed a couple times for him. And as I was leaving, um, I'd been there about four hours. I was leaving. Uh, Ray reached out. He was, kind of, he was bound to his chair. He reached out, and he grabbed my hand, and he said, hey, man, thanks for showing up. You always have, and I love you, brother. And so I said goodbye, hugged, and I left. And a week later, he, he passed away, showing up. Let us consider how we might spur one another on. We need to show up for each other. We also need to be devoted to each other like a loving family. I like this idea of a loving family. I don't know what your family is like, but a loving family comes together. I'm sure that if you have a family reunion, if you have enough people at a family reunion, somebody in that group of your family has got some dysfunction going on. has got some burdens that they're carrying. And maybe it's somebody's, you know, it's like always the same cousin. It's always the same uncle. It's always the same, you know, sister who's got the same burdens over and over and over again. But yet, here's the deal. When it's a loving family, it's like the family helps carry that burden. The family comes alongside them and and helps carry that burden. Maybe it's around a struggle or a tragedy. Last year, my, my sister-in-law had a, suffered a cardiac arrest. She was only 40 years old. Um, you know, was medevaced and weren't sure if she was even going to survive. <clears throat> she did, but with a little bit of some damage and stuff. And so, uh, but I love how Christy's family, is my, my, it's my wife's brother's wife. Um, I love how her family just rallied around Danny and, and Tammy as their names. Just rallied around them. They started setting, I mean, within, within a day, they were setting schedules to watch these, these twins that they had just adopted. They had schedules for when they were going to be down in the hospital, who's going to spend a week in the hospital. My wife bought a plane ticket, took a week off of work so she could go hang out in, in, in the hospital room with her sister-in-law to help Danny out. This is what a loving family does. A loving family comes and they devote themselves to each other. Right? I don't know what your family's like, but it seems like all families have an Uncle Eddie. Right? All families have that uncle or that aunt or that cousin or that brother or that sister. They just, wow, you know, they've got a burden that needs to be carried. And that's, that's even true here. Here, I mean here, like at Life Church. You know, we have our Uncle Eddies here, and you know who you are. <laughs> right? The, the weird people. I used to think that my job as a pastor was to help weird people be less weird. That that's what I was supposed to do. You know, that I was supposed to you know, somehow convince them, talk them into whatever, you know, and just kind of bring them into more sanity or something. And, but now, as time has passed, I realize that really my job is not that. My job is really to be devoted to them, to love them, to care for them, to help them carry their burdens. And so a loving family is devoted to each other. It's a commitment not, it's not a, it's not a uh, transactional commitment or a consumer type of commitment. See, that's a problem. I think that in church, that's how we operate oftentimes, is that I'm in relationship with you out of, so that I can get something in return. We're devoted to each other like a loving family. Sometimes you're devoted to a loving family member not to get anything in return just because they are your brother, they are your sister. It's not a consumer relationship. It is a, it is a community relationship. It is a family relationship. And that's the kind of devotion that, 
that we should be devoted, that we should be towards, towards each other. Also, we need to pray for each other. James 5.16 talks about this. See, my challenge to you this morning, my time's running out, but my challenge to you this, this week, find three people that you can pray for. And here's what, I'm, here's what I'm telling you. What I mean by that is not just, oh yeah, name, 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 let me pray for them. No, what I mean by that is have a conversation with them and ask them, how specifically can I pray for you this week? What challenges are you, what burdens are you carrying? What difficulties do you have in your life? How can I specifically pray for you this week so that God can move on your behalf? And then in the same, in the same way, turn right around and say, here's how you can pray for me. Find three people this week. Let's pray for each other. Also, we need to encourage each other. First Thessalonians 4.18 talks about this. This idea of encourage is to speak courage into Right? Like it's, the, it's when they're discouraged, meaning when they're falling, when they're weighted down, when they're burdened, you come alongside them and you speak words of courage. It's like maybe it's a note that you write. Like when somebody's running a marathon, it's like you come alongside them and you say, You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Speaking courage into them. I'm sure there's someone that you know that needs that this week. We need to serve each other. Galatians 5.13 talks about this. <clears throat> You know, when, when you serve each other, there's this really cool and interesting dynamic that occurs. This is why we challenge you to serve here at Life Church. It's not because we need a bunch of cogs in this big machine, this big wheel that needs, needs moving. I mean, that's part of that. You know, stuff doesn't happen without Brock the drummer and Todd the guitar player and all that kind of stuff. But we do it because in serving, something happens. In serving, as you are serving somebody else and you are helping carry that burden, your burden starts to become lighter. God makes a way so that your burden becomes lighter as we serve one another. It might mean serving with your time. This week, uh, I, I had, a, had to meet a couple at 6 p.m. On, a, on Tuesday afternoon. And uh, had a long meeting with them till about 8. And then I left from my office at 8 p.m. to go to my son's house here in, in Iowa City. And basically to watch my grandson, which that's a fun, that was fun. We had a lot of fun playing and stuff in, their, in his room. And he was so excited. He, he, does, he does this. I, I, I showed up and, and he took me into his room. And then he like looked at his parents and he said, go. And he closed the door on them. Like, you guys leave. I'm with, I'm with pops now, you know. And so, but I, that was fun. But I did that because my, my son and my daughter-in-law needed, they needed a date night. They, they needed to, that's serving with your time. A few years back, there was a, a gentleman that in passing called me up and he said, hey, um, I have a car and I was just going to sell it, but you know, I might get two or $3,000, but really I just want to donate it to somebody in need. You know anybody that needs a car? And instantly I knew of, of a person that needed a car that is, uh, you know, a single mom with a lot of kids and just really struggling. And so I told the guy, I said, look, I can't give you a, a tax receipt or anything, but but I can put you two together. And so we worked it out, and they sh it was in the North Liberty. When we were in North Liberty, they, they, came to, they both showed up at church, and, and it was just so cool to see. I was inside the church looking out the window as I watched this guy sign over a title to this single mom with several kids, and it was just such a blessing to her. You know what I call that transaction in the parking lot? I call it church. That's church. That's carrying each other's burdens. That's helping each other along. That's why we exist. 
So Hebrews says, let us consider how we can do this, how we can spur one another along. This is not some theoretical statement. This is not some just idea, you know, that we just want to ponder about. This is, this is action. Like, really, I think like the Hebrew is like saying to you, really, really, this is what I want you to do. I want you to actively go spur somebody along. Be a rumble strip for them. Help them out, encourage them, carry the burden. So here's what I'd like you to do this week. Very practical. Okay? What I'd like you to do this week is to identify, I don't know, one or two people. And right now, as we're talking, since this week, you want you to do this, but as we're talking, I want you to think of a name and a face. Just think about it right now. Once you, once you have that name and that face in mind, just raise your hand. Okay, not everybody, so good. Think of a name and a face. It might be that they need prayer. So you're going to come alongside them. You're going to pray for them. You're going to reach out to them and let them know. Maybe they need something financial. Maybe you know of a financial need that they have, and you're going to try to work it out so that financially they can be, that need can be met. Maybe they just need somebody to walk alongside them through some difficult times, and you just need to be present. You just need to show up. This week, if you know who that person is, this week, what I want you to do is do exactly what you're thinking about right now. Don't let this be just an idea that you thought about in church because pastor was encouraging us to do it and then we forget about it tomorrow morning. Take some action. Let's be the church. Let's carry each other's burdens. But then you might be here. Let's all stand, by the way. But then you might be here and you're the one who is weighted down. marriage is struggling and you just don't know what to do about it and you're just weighted down with that burden your finances are upside down and you just you don't know how you're even going to make it to the next month you don't know how you're going to get past this month kids are not doing what you expect them to do and they're just going down a path and it's just breaking your heart and you just just not sure what to do about your kids you feel burdened your box is getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And you're trying your best. You're just walking around carrying this box all by yourself. And you're trying your best to make it happen and make it work. And you're not going to let anybody help you carry this box because after all, it's your deal. It's not anybody else's business. You won't be able to go very far with it. So here's a challenge for you. As hard as it might be, it's for you to reach out to somebody. It might be a secret sin that you're carrying, you're not sure what to do with. It might be a hurt from the past. To reach out to somebody this week and say, hey, will you, will you help me? Will you pray for me? Will you help me carry this burden? This is what I want you to do. We have our 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 connection card here. This is upside down. Okay. Of our connection card here. <clears throat> what I'd like you to do is whatever burden is that you're carrying, you're just not sure if you're going to survive the weight of that burden. I'm asking you simply to write it down on this card. 
turn it in. We want to pray for you. We want to specifically want to pray that there would be some divine connections this week, that you will connect with somebody else that will help you carry that burden. If you want, you can leave it anonymous. If, you, if you're ashamed of what you're going to write on there, leave it anonymous. We'll still pray for you. We believe that God can still work on your behalf. But we're asking you to fill this card out. And you can put it in our box in the back, or you could, you could hand it to one of the pastors. You could do whatever. But we encourage you to, to turn one of these in. If you're burdened down and you need somebody to walk alongside you, we are the church. That's why we exist, is to carry each other's burdens. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you this morning for your goodness, your grace, and your loving kindness. And we thank you especially, Lord, this morning that you were the great burden barrier, that when we were weighted down with sin, when we were weighted down with, with hurt and pain and brokenness and dysfunction and so many other things, God, you stepped in and God, you relieved us of the weight. You helped us carry that weight. In fact, you took the weight from us. We thank you, God, for that. We ask God this morning, that this thing that we do on Sunday mornings be more than just a, a cool activity. God, we ask you this morning that this thing that we do on Sunday mornings be that we be the church, that we carry each other's burdens. In Jesus' name.